I began to wrestle with all of these questions that I was now never going to get an answer to. I had so many questions mm-hmm. that without my dad alive and breathing and able to answer them, just like you just testified to, I wasn't going to get the answer. And I remember one day just wrestling with the Lord and the understanding I had of him at the time of these things I really wanted answers to, as if my peace were dependent upon getting what I wanted, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And I remember him saying to me finally, hey, if you never receive the answer to any of these questions on this side of heaven, do you believe I'm still good? Mm -hmm. And I was like, there was something so deep in my heart that basically what that translated to and what he continued to give me understanding of was if your earthly father failed, and hurt you, and sinned, and left everything in a pile of rubble, Mm -hmm. as he did. Mm -hmm. Do you still believe that I'm a good father? And I had to sit with that and finally answer, yeah, I do. I don't know why, I don't know how, but I do believe that you're better than anything of this world. Therefore, your fatherly love is better than the love of my father was. Therefore, where I was abandoned, you say you won't leave or forsake. God is a father to the fatherless. 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 Welcome to the Help I'm Raising Fatherless Kids podcast. I'm your host, Lori Apon. We are in the middle of a powerful conversation with Mo Aiken. She is a New York Times bestselling author, nationally sought after speaker, and she is being used as a powerful voice rising up for her generation. She's written three books that I know you will want to read, and we will link those in the show notes today. She is married to her husband, Jeremiah. They have four precious children. And just over a year ago, God called them to step out in faith to start Fifth Wheel Mission Ministry. They sold everything to go where the Lord leads. And I'm so thankful that He led her to be on our podcast today to share her story. Last week, Mo shared about the unexpected death of her dad by suicide. And today, she powerfully shares the transition of turning her focus to God as Father and the impact forgiveness had on that. If you are someone who struggles with thoughts of suicide or you know someone else who has suicide ideation, please call the hotline 988. And we also have available a book, Solace for Suicide, for those who are grieving the loss of a loved one by suicide. I will link that in the show notes. Moms, thank you for joining us. I feel confident that you will be encouraged and that you will feel the presence of God in this conversation today. So how did you wrestle with the choice your dad made, dealing with forgiveness and releasing Mm -hmm. bitterness? And how has God been a father to you? Because now you, 
are experiencing the promise in Psalm 68, 5, that God says, I am a father to the fatherless. So Mm -hmm. share that part of your story. I'll speak first to how I came out of bitterness and resentment and anger. And the key to that is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. The challenge is actually forgiving. When we have been wronged, when we have been abandoned, when we have been hurt, when we have been betrayed, right? And I remember in college uh, falling asleep one night and saying, God, I think I tried to journal. I'm not a huge journaler. I need to get better at it. But I was serious about this one. So I pulled out this new journal and I wrote it in, God, I know that I need to forgive my dad. I was, I mean, when I tell you I was angry, hurt, oh my goodness. I said, I know that I need to forgive my dad. So I pray you would make me forgive. (laughs) Like you would make me able to forgive. And I went to bed that night and earnestly in my heart, I prayed I would wake up the next morning and feel different and be able to forgive. I did not. I woke up the next morning just as angry, just Mm -hmm. as mad. And yet... As I processed that, I realized I didn't just wake up magically able for forgiveness to seem easy, but God had planted this seed of compassion in my heart. And I didn't really understand it, but I started praying. And I remember one time just getting this vision. It was like a waking vision of my dad. And I first saw him as this little kid. It was almost like the vision was like a timeline. Like you would see a line drawn out with the different markers of seasons. And I first see him on this timeline as a kid. And I'm like, I'm so glad the Lord healed me in this Mm -hmm. way because now my son looks just like my dad. And he's this little three-year-old with these dimples and just in so many ways looks like him. And so praise Mm -hmm. the Lord, God did this work or I would be resentful even still. But I just saw him as a kid. I started to see him school-aged and the Lord drew to my mind the, the knowledge, you know, his dad traveled often with work. They had to move all the time. And I wondered, was that hard for him? Did he feel like he ever had a fringe group that he fit with, mm-hmm. you know, a football mm-hmm. team? He played football that he ever was like, actually could connect with before they moved again. And I started to see him as a teenager. And mm-hmm. I wondered what compelled him to choose to go to law school. And then I saw him as a young man meeting my mom, who was like second runner up to Miss Alabama. I'm like, what was going through his mind wow. when she was 55 leagues out of his league? Like, <laughs> so far out of his league, yet she loved him. Oh. She was delighted in him. I'm like, he must have felt like a boss. And then I saw him, you know, as a young dad, I, we, we always heard stories of him, like pushing the doctors out of the way to catch us as we were born and raising us up. He was such an amazing dad to young kids. That was just, he loved babies and young kids. Mm-hmm. And then I started to see him as he got older and our water would get cut off or our power would. And I wondered what the pressures were like on him to provide and how pride got in the way of sharing the need for help, but, you know, I just started to see him in so many seasons of life. And finally, I just saw a vision of him sitting on the edge of, of the hotel bed and this note written left on the table of what he wanted done with his body and emailing this suicide note at 1am. And, and in his letter, he wrote about the demons. He used the word himself mm-hmm. that he was wrestling and just 
couldn't conquer. And I just, my heart broke Mm. for Mm. this man that no longer in my sight was just dad. John Isom had a bigger identity than just dad to Mo, but it took my vantage point widening to see that, oh, this was an image bearing creation of God who lived a long life with many manner of challenges and triumphs and successes and failures. And if it's a battlefield for me, I'd be naive to think it wasn't a spiritual battlefield for my dad. Mm -hmm. And maybe at times, maybe most of the time, he felt entirely ill-equipped and Mm -hmm. enslaved and ensnared. And what a toll that takes on the heart of man. And I, I know that because it takes a toll on my heart having to navigate it in my own life. So he's not exempt. And that compassion caused my heart to just break for the man. Mm-hmm. And I was able to forgive him and separate the person from the spiritual entities and warfare and the results of that. And I was able to forgive him. And I was like, wow, that was a much longer winding journey than I expected God to get to forgiveness. You took me on a different path, but praise God, because it restored something in me for how I perceived all people. And it opened the door for me to forgive other people that had hurt me in various ways, recognizing it wasn't just a battle of flesh and blood, but there were different principles at play. Mm -hmm. That doesn't dismiss it. That doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make the sins of my father justifiable. Mm-hmm. None of that. Mm-hmm. But it planted enough of a seed of compassion for me to release the unforgiveness I held. Mm-hmm. And I think of Jesus when it says he went to the town and, and, and his heart broke with compassion. He saw the people, they were like sheep without a shepherd. Mm-hmm. If compassion compelled Christ to the cross, then it's a pretty powerful ingredient we should welcome into the recipe mm-hmm. of our very makeup. Mm-hmm. And that was to answer the first part of the question. And now I need you to remind me the second part, because I had a, a, an answer that tied in with the second part. Well, real quick, thank you for sharing that. Because if we're honest, we all have somebody we still need to forgive mm-hmm. today in our lives, whether that was a coach who misspoke to you back in the day. Yeah. Maybe it was a neighbor or a bullying situation. You were bullied And so I love that God took you back and gave you eyes to see and a perspective that was beyond yourself, Mo. And I think sometimes unforgiveness is so connected to our own pain and Mm -hmm. the impact that that had on our own lives. I know I've been on a journey in the last three years now. My dad died three years ago and Mm -hmm. God's given me eyes to see the generation he grew up in and so understanding of why why he was silent or why you know and he Mm -hmm. was a a Christian man but I I God's unraveling bitterness in my heart he's like um, doing some heart surgery and I guess it's never too late so my dad is gone he's with the Lord right and I can't have that moment of a conversation not that we really would have you know he wasn't going to go there but In my heart and with the Lord, he's just like, I forgive him for this or I forgive him for this, you know, and how many times people are having those conversations with the Lord about us. I forgive Mm -hmm. Lori for this. I forgive, you know, and that's the whole bottom line is that God says, um, if you could really understand how much you have been forgiven, 
right you're exactly. a whole view of forgiveness and offering forgiveness and granting forgiveness will mm -hmm. just change so yes thank you you had asked to how god healed the father wound really mm -hmm. or revealed mm -hmm. himself as mm -hmm. father and it so ties to that too because i remember in processing all of those things and feeling the compassion and it, you worded it so beautifully sort of seeing things beyond just myself mm -hmm. seeing a bigger picture i began to wrestle with all of these questions that i was now never going to get an answer to i had so many questions mm -hmm. that without my dad alive and breathing and able to answer them just like you just testified to i wasn't going to get the answer and I remember one day just wrestling with the Lord and the understanding I had of him at the time of these things I really wanted answers to as if my peace were dependent upon getting what I wanted, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? And I remember him saying to me finally, hey, if you never receive the answer to any of these questions on this side of heaven, do you believe I'm still good? Mm -hmm. And I was like, there was something so deep in my heart that basically what that translated to and what he continued to give me understanding of was if your earthly father failed and hurt you and sinned and left everything in a pile of rubble mm -hmm. as he did mm -hmm. do you still believe that i'm a good father and i had to sit with that and finally answer yeah I do. I don't know why. I don't know how, but I do believe that you're better than anything of this world. Therefore, your fatherly love is better than the love of my father was. Therefore, where I was abandoned, you say you won't leave or forsake. So therefore, where I felt completely unprotected, you were the shadow of the wing that I came under. Mm -hmm. I, I had to start to let the Lord show me who he truly was and what his perfect role of father was always intended to look like, mm -hmm. even if that's not what I experienced or what was like executed or carried out in my life, right? And I had to... I think many times when we've had a wound from a husband or a father, the enemy's hope is that that would be formative to our understanding of the Lord as our bridegroom, mm -hmm. if you want to connect it to the husband's side, mm -hmm. or the Lord as our Abba Father. Mm -hmm. He hopes that the trauma will wrongly inform us of God's character. But with that question the Lord asked me, my yes testified to no. I'm going to let your character and the truth of who you are instead inform what the holes or the brokenness in my own experience with it was so that you can heal all that. Mm -hmm. And I remember I went actually to go share about a, a book of mine at, at uh, on the 700 Club one time. And I was sitting back in the green room before going in to be interviewed. And there was this woman who had her own segment or show on the channel who'd been shooting in a different studio and they had called her over to the green room that I was in. She's prophetic, just full of the spirit of God. 
And she didn't know anything about me. We literally were just meeting each other in passing. They had wanted her to meet me and pray with me. And I just received it. And she began to pray like she was reading my mail. And she said at one point, she had no idea about my story. Her English even in different ways was broken. Like, And she said at one point, you need to understand the key for your prayers to reach the throne of heaven will be the word Abba. You must pray to him as Abba because mm-hmm. he is wanting to heal every father wound. She did not know my dad had committed suicide. She did not know that father piece was so tender. Wow. And she was like, you have to seek him as Abba for the real breakthrough, the next level. And I was like, wow. So that's how I pray now. I don't know if I've moved through a prayer point. That was years ago, maybe six or seven years ago. And I now don't say God from this removed posture of some entity that could smite me at any given moment. I come to the throne of grace and I call him father. And something about even just speaking that after all the trauma, the loss, the suicide always softens my heart and makes me feel safe mm-hmm. as I remember where my dad may have failed you are my papa and that's the very thing that's drawing me towards him the enemy didn't win in it pushing me away from him um, God used it for his glory I love that that is so beautiful I was just thinking last night truly and I have held on to Psalm 68 5 as an anchor for decades But isn't it amazing that the promise for women who have been left alone and children who don't have a father is that he is a defender of the widow. So he he comes to our defense, whether it's accusations of the enemy or our own internal lies that we believe. He's going to defend us, but then he comes in as father to the fatherless. And just like you said, Mo, those are the two aspects of our relationship with God that the enemy goes after. He's Mm -hmm. going to make you, mom, and young people who are listening, he's going to make you believe the lie that you can't have a good relationship with God as father because your earthly father has tainted that view. He is a liar. God is good, and he is kind, and he deeply loves you. And I would encourage you. That's what Perspective Ministries is all about. Take your spiritual eyes and shift them up to the Lord. Do not let the enemy keep you captive with believing the lies and believing his lie. Yes, your earthly father failed you. We are all going to fail, but your heavenly father will never fail you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So, I love how God has fathered you in these stories that you've shared, Mo. Thank you for sharing those. Our time really is gone. Moms, again, I am sorry for your loss. I am, but I am thankful you're listening today. I want Mo to pray a prayer over you, blessing over you. As we close, if you are struggling with suicide, We're putting a number in the show notes that you can reach out and get help. There's a prayer that I'm going to link to that you can pray for yourself, for those who are struggling with suicide or 
have been impacted by suicide. So we encourage you to go to that prayer. And my husband was part of a group called New Song. And one of their songs that they sang, I hope we can play it at the end here, is called Your Favorite Name is Father. Mm. He is our Savior. He is our Lord. But He comes to us, as you said, Mo, as our Abba Father. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Mo, for being a part today of encouraging these moms and Satan doesn't win. He didn't win in your life. He's not going to win in yours, mom, or in the lives of your children. Do not believe that lie. Mo, let's just close in prayer. I'd love to. Oh, Abba Father, you really are just that. You are our Father. You are safe. You are protector. You are provider. You are what the ultimate role of Father is intended to be and what you carry out perfectly. You are identity assigner. Mm. Thank you, Abba Father, for the ways that you love us, for the ways that you fill every hole, for the ways that you close every gap, for the ways that you protect in so many ways we don't even see or know or realize. Thank you for the ways that you provide in so many ways that we we fail to remember to count our blessings. Thank you for the ways that you assign identity and you speak over each of us who we truly are, who we were made to be. And you speak to us the plans and purpose that you have for us. And you speak to us the identity even over our children, who they were made to be in you. Thank you that you give us these whispers, these insights, this counsel. God, I pray for the women who are tuned in today and listening, that your grace at work would shift their eyes, just as Lori said, shift their perspective from the ways that the enemy has sought to improperly inform them Mm -hmm. of your character, of your nature, of who you are. The ways the enemy has sought to blind our eyes to your perfect identity as father. The ways the enemy has sought to pervert our perspective of your staying, abiding, gracious presence. In every way that the trauma or the hurts or the abandonment or the loss in our life has sought to improperly inform us of who you are, I pray a release of your grace in this very moment for eyes to shift to who you are and to the ways the enemy has sought to confuse that, to the truth of your identity, to the truth of your character and your nature and the ways that in each of our lives, uh, the circumstances of life or the works of the adversary or the unclean spirits sent on assignment have sought to steal, kill, and destroy the revelation of that truth and the knowledge that keeps us secure in you. Father, I pray for an impartation of your grace that brings greater understanding of your safety, of your kindness, of your love, of your power. Lord, I pray for a restoration of the fear of the Lord 
Lord, meaning the awe and the reverence of the Lord that is intended to exist in our hearts, Lord, that your name is more powerful than every accusation, every threat, every fear of the adversary, that your name is more powerful than any curse moving down generational Mm -hmm. lines, Mm -hmm. any unclean spirit seeking someone to inhabit and to reign and rule over, Lord, any Mm -hmm. circumstance in our life. Let the fear of the Lord just bubble up in our hearts, the awe and reverence of God bubble up that we might claim, no, this is my Father, and every knee will bow at the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And every fear must go. And every unclean spirit, your power is broken now in Jesus' name. Because we are who you say we are, we may walk forward in freedom and in power and in wholeness. So Heavenly Father, I pray you would just wash your daughters in that fresh impartation. <laughs> Holy Spirit, that you would just fall mm-hmm. fresh like the like the living water just baptize them again anew in your spirit god that they might rise that they might stand in truth that they might cling to you and not run but return and that they might be raised up as intercessors for their children and models for their children in how to walk in healing even when life has hurt lord we love you we praise you we bless you and we trust you for these things in jesus name amen Amen. Oh,
Oh, thank you so much. And ladies, thank you for giving your time today to listen to this very important conversation. Mo has touched on the fact that pornography played a part in her dad's life. We'll put the link in the show notes. You'll want to go back to an episode where she talked about pornography and her own struggle personally with that. And please take time to share this with other moms and We would love a review. Just give us your feedback because it's so encouraging. It does help to share this podcast with others. God is your defender, ladies, and he is a father to your fatherless children. Do not forget that. Have a good day.